0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Andy O'Donoghue joins us for Tech Thursday. Andy, very good evening to you. If anybody is on their way home, fancies listening to a bit of music and opens their Spotify app, will it start to look less like Spotify and more like some of your social media apps from now on?
1: Well, it's fascinating, Ian, what Spotify have done. This was at their Stream On event, which is their kind of big showcase for new things they announce. And um, it really, really is beginning to look like a social app. So they're redesigning the home screen completely. And the idea is to make it easy for users uh, to find and listen to new stuff. And importantly to watch new stuff. So it's very heavy on imagery, and if you can imagine, it is this kind of vertical scrolling um, screen. Now, what does that remind you of? An awful lot like TikTok, um, or perhaps Instagram. But Spotify for some time have been trying to promote um, accessibility, I suppose, for new creators, and also for video podcasts. Now, in regards to video podcasts, YouTube have pretty much made that happen. And I suspect Spotify are somewhat irked by that. And so what they're doing is they're putting an awful lot of stuff into a single app. But the idea is to make it stickier. Make it easier for you to find stuff and ultimately to help new creators to the platform um, create and uh, monetize content.
0: And they've spent an awful lot of money buying podcast shows. they've spent an awful lot of money investing in podcast people as well so that they can come on board and bring in special exclusive podcasts to them. But Andy, do you really not want to differentiate yourself from other people out there? Do you want to differentiate yourself from from Instagram and from TikTok? Surely that's the USP for Spotify.
1: Well, it's a it's a fair point, Ian, and um, you know they, Spotify have admittedly they have tried things that haven't worked, and um, however, I think what we're seeing now is that um, part of it, you know, and it's kind of you know when we talk about TikTok, it's interesting to see Spotify um, adapting so much of sort of that TikTok feel, which the market has proven is incredibly incredibly attractive and sticky for users. So, you know, um, Spotify moving along here um, in kind of going the social route, it does make sense from a business perspective. But I suppose one of the things that, um, you know, that we can't forget is they still do remain one of the biggest players in music streaming. And of course, with investments in things like the Joe Rogan experience, incredible spenders on original content.
0: Yeah, and I do want to just focus on Spotify, just for one because when you think of Spotify, they're adding customers and people are paying them money every single month. Do they really need to start chasing that market to say, look, try and get a viral hit, rather than just relying on people paying money over and over every single month?
1: Well, I think that, I mean, that model, I suppose, is somewhat, it's conventional and it's traditional. But they do need to start doing new things because only this week, Ian, we saw TikTok announced their paywall. So you can now create a paywall on TikTok as a creator. You can have up to 20 minute videos and you can charge, I think, from $1 to $900 per episode. People are probably gonna charge at the lower scale but what it does show is that companies like Spotify and to a lesser extent, perhaps Apple Apple Music in time, they are being chased down by the social media giants. Facebook haven't been particularly successful at it, but TikTok does appear to have the agility to start to muscle in on that business. And so Spotify are doing this not just to increase revenue, but also to stave off the threat of companies like TikTok.
0: But Andy, and that's the other story we're moving on to, are they all getting overexcited and when potentially TikTok (coughs) could be hampered by regulation in the United States, in the UK, and particularly in Europe, where there are proposals by the European Commission, the European Parliament, and various other official bodies. If you have one of their phones, their corporate devices, you can no longer use the app, and if you have European official business apps installed on your personal phone, get rid of it, because they have concerns, and this is a Chinese-owned company, and where your data is processed, they don't want you to have access to the app.
1: Well, this is the really big story, um, I suppose, for for TikTok at the minute, and TikTok is a remar- remarkably sophisticated app, and um, its sister app, which is called Doyen, which is made by ByteDance dance and available in mainland China, believe it or not, is even more sophisticated and has features like facial recognition search. Um, so I think we're unlikely to see those features coming to the uh, to the European or the US version, but you're right. TikTok is under pressure from many countries. Um, initially it was 20 states in the US now there's a government ban. Um, employees have 30 days to remove TikTok from their phones. Back in December, Taiwan uh, um, did a public sector ban. Now we have the EU Commission saying that you can't use TikTok on your phone. Canada have also banned it. So there is enormous pressure, and this pressure is because that governments are dubious about this barrier or this gulf between TikTok and the Chinese authorities. And they are fearful that government information on these officially used phones could be accessed.
0: And here at home, the Irish government have made contact with TikTok in recent weeks about... I suppose concerns might be overplaying, but they want some more information. TikTok announcing this week, and I think they went on a bit of a publicity blitz, that look, we will process your data. It won't be processed in any server in China, it'll be done somewhere in Ireland or somewhere in Europe.
1: Yes, exactly. And so um, I think it was uh, Minister Simon Coveney who spoke to TikTok. And that's at the crux of this that, um, you know, where the data is processed and where it is stored. But The question really, Ian, it does run deeper than that because there have been assurances before and some countries have still expressed concern about where TikTok's data is kept and perhaps who has access to it. What we do know is that they and you're right about essentially they've gone on a roadshow, and um, they are trying to convince people that the data is safe and, um, you know, it is safe for people to use, but also won't be accessed. Uh, last weekend, I saw I think it was Senator Mark Warner in the US and a couple of other senators are now trying to build this momentum again, uh, perhaps about even banning TikTok. What I find really interesting about this story though, Ian, is that it reminds me a little bit of the pressure that Huawei came under um, from um, governments around the world, but that also suited the purpose of companies like Samsung and Apple. In the case of TikTok, Um, TikTok with their incredibly successful and sophisticated algorithm and a user experience that millions and hundreds of millions of people... Billions, Andy, that's the difference. It's over a
0: billion here in in Europe and and the US.
1: Uh, uh, You know, so... So they start to suffer because they're being pressurized by other governments um, around the world and in the EU. And it's people like Spotify and Twitter and Facebook who may benefit. It's, you know, it is interesting when you lay all of those facts together. And will we see TikTok coming up with a solution that says we are completely separate from the operation in mainland China and your data is safe with us forever?
0: Just briefly on this, Andy, if you were a 16, 17-year-old teenager, do you really care who's processing your data?
1: Ian, it's a a great point. And so, you know, I suppose... How many government officials or EU uh, officials or, um, you know, members of the Department of uh, Trade or Agriculture in the US government, how many of them use TikTok? Um, I don't know. But if you were a 16 year old user, you would probably accept it and use it and think this is brilliant and incredible fun.
0: And therein (laughs) lies the problem for future years. Andy O'Donoghue, thank you very much. More from Andy next week on Tech Thursday. Last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4:30. FM